0: The Australian outback is one of the emptiest regions of the entire globe. Miles upon miles of land, dust, rocky outcrops, and bugs. Lots of bugs.
1: i well, have got to stand the car. Just seeing wow, the sky goes from there to there. It's dead, it's flat, there's no mountains, no hills. It's the most remarkable thing to actually see such so much sky blue sky
0: this is columba macbeth green he's the bishop of the catholic diocese of wilcannia forbes which encompasses a vast swath of the outback
1: my diocese was the first back in the 19th century early 19th century was the first place in the world where they actually could actually observe the curvature of the earth so it was that flat it's just awesome. Yeah, he just says, like, wow. Oh, wow. So you feel God with you in a place like that.
0: You won't find many people out here. Bishop Columba's diocese is roughly the size of the state of California. California is home to nearly 40 million people, whereas the Diocese of Wilcannia Forbes, only 100,000. And of those, only about 30,000 are Catholic. But even though the population is sparse and the climate is harsh and Catholic ministry takes extra planning, time and commitment, Bishop Columba says he sees God working in his diocese every day.
1: A lot of people in Australia, most of them live on the coast in big cities, they don't even know where we are. I think we've got a very bright future because we are experts in pastoral work and building up a church in this environment.
0: As you're about to hear, Bishop Columba is a pretty tough guy, but he's also a man of many talents. Don't believe me? This is him, playing the bagpipes. When was the last time you heard a bishop play the bagpipes? This week on the podcast, Bishop Columba shares with us some of the extraordinary challenges and blessings that come with life as a bishop in the Australian Outback. Oh, and we'll hear even more of his music. You're listening to CNA Newsroom, the podcast that brings you the people behind the headlines. I'm your host, Jonah McKeown. The story of the Diocese of Wilcannia Forbes dates back to 1883. A German ranch hand was herding sheep in western New South Wales when some strange silver rocks caught his eye. He had stumbled upon one of the world's largest ore deposits. The city of Broken Hill, or Silver City, was established nearby and a wave of miners flooded the town. In 1885, the bishops of Australia petitioned the Holy See to create four new dioceses to minister to Catholics drawn in by the mining industry to western New South Wales. The Diocese of Wilcannia was established two years later. Its first bishop was actually an Irish-born priest. Broken Hill's population peaked at around 30,000 in the 1960s, but it's steadily declined since then with the consolidation of mining operations. Today, its population sits close to 17,000, but it's still the largest city in the diocese. You can find the Cathedral of the Diocese of Wilcannia Forbes in Broken Hill, but Bishop Columba and the diocesan chancery are actually located in the city of Forbes. The drive between Forbes and Broken Hill is a whopping nine hours. You can't just
1: jump in the car and drive to your cathedral. It's going to take, I, I do it in a day. Those big distances are something that um, is unusual out here. And we're not the only diocese in Australia, we're not the biggest by any means. But the, the travelling, So some other dioceses have some small air services and things like that. Well, we don't have that as an option. So you really, you just have to drive.
0: And it's not just the cathedral and the chancery that are spread far apart. The diocese is largely made up of small and mid-sized farms and larger farms known as stations. Bishop Columba said some of the stations can be as large as one or two thousand square miles each.
1: That's your farm. It to be the size of a country, of a European country, so that's just one one farm with a family living on it, or something like that. So for them to, to get anywhere, it's a
0: long time. Everything is spread out, so Bishop Columba spends a lot of time in the car, which might be more accurately described as a tank.
1: I've got armor on the front, I've got a bull bar, as we call it, full frontal armor for kangaroos and... By the wildlife you might hit.
0: Like emus or wild pigs, and that happens a lot more often than you might think. The extra protection could be life-saving. If your car breaks down in the outback, you're stranded. You may not see another person for days.
1: You have no contact with the outside world, and you don't see any signs of habitation. There's dead silence, all you hear is the birds, or just dead silence, and you can't see anything. So you just say a little prayer that your car will start when you start up and keep it going because it doesn't even Um Yeah, but that's something you, you sort of uh, get used to a bit. And that's often how people live out there on the, large, on the large stations.
0: Bishop Columba visits Catholics in the more remote corners of his diocese two to three times a year. For those longer treks, he pulls an off-road trailer. I just need to
1: plug up with some electricity and I have my little house. When I'm tired, pull off the side of the road and make myself coffee or have a little sleep. Or uh, sometimes I need to sleep between houses. I can do that with the caravan.
0: During his visits to stations, Bishop Columba always celebrates Mass. He said about 10 or 15 people will usually come together from neighbouring farms for the sacrament. Then he'll visit with them, sometimes taking a tour of their farms, most times having dinner and conversation. Like I mentioned, months will pass between these visits. But Bishop Columbus said the visits are still marked with long periods of silence. The people who live out on these stations in the middle of the Australian outback will sometimes go a full day without seeing another human being. They're comfortable with silence.
1: Whereas I think people that are more urbanized, we need to fill the silence with saying something. Put the music on or put your. Know, uh, AirPods in uh, or whatever you're going to do, we, we, we like to keep that sort of distraction, which you can do out there too, but when you take them out, it's quiet. It's really, it's really cool. But, yeah, you can tell that with often talking. People, they're happy just to look at the fire. They're happy to sit and listen and say the odd words now and again. But there are a lot of people out there are people of probably few words.
0: Bishop Columbus said the isolation that they often experience can be tough. Mental health is a big issue.
1: You know, suicide's a problem out there with the farmers and so forth. So that's, that's a good mission for the church to actually just reinforce them that, you know, God still loves them. God is there. God can help you through that. But if your presence, you actually turn up. That means so much and someone giving them a message from a thousand kilometres away. You're actually there on the scene. That's, that's totally different.
0: But the isolation also lends itself to contemplation.
1: They're very good in philosophy. They might be at the pub while they're drinking beer. They can come up with some, some of the most profound things because they, they think about life and they're dependent on the rain completely. And it's just that it's very simple sort of life.
0: The Diocese of Wilcania Forbes, like every diocese in the world, experienced lockdowns during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. Churches closed and masses went online. But unlike many parts of the world, Bishop Columbus said the lockdowns were actually a time of great connection in the diocese. The Easter Vigil was one of the first masses the diocese streamed online. Afterwards, Bishop Columba said several people reached out to him to thank him for streaming the Mass. They had never witnessed an Easter Vigil before. For them, it was an incredibly special moment.
1: Because they never could ever get to a church for Easter at, at night for an Easter Vigil Mass because they lived so far away. So for them, they got to experience something in the church that they've never actually been able to experience that people sort of take for granted
0: churches in the diocese have since reopened and the diocese simply doesn't have the resources to continue streaming masses online but bishop Columbus said he is considering streaming midnight mass this christmas
1: so we'll do that because people in the stations i said we've never we'd love to experience a midnight mass and have the family around our home out in the
0: in the, in the outback and watching their bishop in their diocese celebrate the mass will have much more impact than streaming midnight mass from, say, the cathedral in a big city like Sydney. Bishop Columba was the youngest bishop in Australia when he was appointed back in 2014. But even with his young age, he said he's beginning to feel the toll of the frequency and intensity of travel associated with his diocese.
1: Now I factor in, well, i have to have some recovery days between those trips, because otherwise I'm not going to make my retirement age as a bishop it's so hard it's just so difficult to get there to get to a town or to a church so yes it's 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 just different a different way of doing things
0: after the break bishop columba's appointment back in 2014 came as a surprise to everyone including him he'll tell us more about that and his hopes for the future of his diocese stay with us On Wednesdays, we wear pink. On Mondays, we listen to CNA Newsroom. My name is Carl Bunderson. I'm Managing Editor at Catholic News Agency. If you're listening to this right now, there's a 30% chance you're already subscribed to CNA Newsroom. It's like I have ESPN or something. But if you're not subscribed to CNA Newsroom, you can't sit with us. CNA Newsroom is available on every podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Search for CNA Newsroom and tap the subscribe button. And while you're at it, leave us a rating and a review. We're not like a regular podcast. We're a cool podcast. Now, back to the show. Bishop Columba is the seventh bishop of the Diocese of Wilcania Forbes. He's actually from the diocese originally. He grew up near Forbes in a family of farmers. After graduating, Bishop Columbus spent some time in the army before entering religious life, first with the conventional Franciscans and then with the monastic order of St. Paul the First Hermit, commonly known as the Pauline Fathers. He was rector of a Marian shrine and a full-time police chaplain in another Australian state.
1: Then suddenly Pope Francis said, young fellow. Go back
0: to where it all began.
1: Go back hard. So here I am.
0: The appointment came as a big surprise to Columba, in large part because he is a Pauline father.
1: One of our big things is humility and that we actively do not put ourselves in a position where we could ever get picked as a bishop or we could ever get um, ecclesiastical honours.
0: Bishop Columbus still remembers a conversation with his superior when it was time for his exams to earn a bachelor's degree in theology.
1: Uh, he told me I wasn't to do it. And I said, but the father, at the end of all the studies, you get your bachelor's and he says, what? You know, he, he said, what's this bit of paper? He said, you, so you can, where's your bit of paper, look down on other people? Because you're smarter than they are? He said, no, you just be a simple priest, simple monk. You not get this. And I, I persisted with Father. I remember he's a Polish man. and oh, But Father, everyone else in the house me gets their bachelor's. You know, you just get that. You got a big cranky and he said, what, Brother Columba, you want to be a bishop or something?
0: Bishop Columba never did get his bachelor's degree in theology, and he had never worked in a chancery before his appointment. When Pope Francis made the announcement, Bishop Columba got a call from one of the secretaries of the Australian Bishops' Conference. First, he offered his congratulations, and then...
1: He said, Columba, I've got to be honest, I'd never heard of it. And he says, my job to know everyone in the church in Australia. I was from left field, let's, let's put it that way.
0: So out of left field that Bishop Columbus said it could have only come from God.
1: All these other bishops, I sit around there and they've got doctors and they're licensed, they can of Law, I mean, I've got a of Law book on my shelf up there somewhere. But, you know, that's, I don't, I'm not an academic. And that's, that's just it, but having said that, that fits this diocese. If I was going to be a bishop, this would probably be the only place that I could be a bishop at and enjoy it. So, yeah, it's difficult, but, um, yeah, I just love the people, I love the, the environment, everything.
0: Bishop Columba's appointment brought a lot of hope to the diocese as well, because it had been without a bishop for several years beforehand. Bishops in Australia were considering plans to divide the diocese up and suppress it, because of what they perceived as a lack of viability.
1: It was a very turbulent time, and the, the priests and the people of the diocese were fighting to keep... It going and begging for a bishop and, and Rome actually came out and said well yes you you need to have a bishop so it was uh, really for the people of the diocese it was like it was full of joy so it was like they've they got another chance of life.
0: Bishop Columba believes the future of his diocese is bright as long as the diocese is considered to be what it truly is mission territory.
1: Sometimes in the Western countries like Australia, we like to think, "Well, we're first world," so you like to think all our dioceses are first world. Not all our dioceses are first world. If we were in other countries, we'd be under propaganda today. We'd be mission dioceses. And so, if you compare us with other dioceses in the country, you're always going to. We're always going to be lacking and not viable and. And so, but if you look at us as, as a special mission to people that, are, that live inland, that are isolated through no fault of their own, that, that are entitled to the sacraments and to, to what the church has to offer, just the same as a person in the big city.
0: And for Bishop Columba, his mission to Catholics in the outback is his highest priority.
1: I remember when I was made a bishop, the nuncio uh, in Australia one bit of advice that I remember, he said, for Columba, there will be a lot of people wanting to do a lot of things. So there will be bishops' conferences and meetings. and. He said, You remember, you're a bishop for your people first. If you remember that, you'll be a good bishop. So I think if you think of that, then it's pretty easy. You'd like Pope Francis says, I suppose, you're going to the margins. It's not easy for me to get to some of these places but the fact that you will drive that length of time, they know you've done it, they know you don't have to um, they appreciate it all the more so it's, it's it's what you do what what you give to show that you love the people and you want to serve the people that actually is a really, really powerful way of evangelising as opposed to do it in the comfort of my armchair here at the office, which has been nice too, but it's not not going to cost me a bad back or sore, the sore feet or, or, or a headache or anything like that. It's a different way of exercising your vocation as a bishop, I suppose.
0: If you're interested in learning more about Bishop Columba and his diocese, check out their pages on Facebook. We'll link them in the show notes. You'll find updates, photos, and some really fun videos, including this one of Bishop Columba singing Vance Joy's Riptide with Catholic school students. CNA Newsroom is a production of Catholic News Agency and a service of EWTN News. I'm your host, Jonah McKeown. I produce and edit this show with the help of our executive producer, Kate Oliveira. A very special thanks to Bishop Columba Macbeth Green and to the Diocese of Wilcannia Forbes. Aren't you proud of me for getting through an entire episode about Australia without once saying g'day? See you next time.